This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, uh, let's uh, we continue now revisit uh, the happenings at uh, the Hague last week and well what the fallout from that will be um going forward so we heard uh, from the director general in the department of international relations and cooperation on friday we spoke to him uh, uh, following south africa's pre- presentation to the international court of justice zendango acknowledged that relations between south africa and israel remain strained but expressed confidence that through further engagements relations uh, could be restored. Well, this is us. Now we await the ruling by the International Court of Justice uh, um, following uh, presentations by both sides. Let's speak to Professor uh, in Public International Law and incumbent uh, of the South African Research Chair in International Law at uh, UJ. Professor Henny Stratum, good morning and thank you for your time. Yes, good morning to you and to the listeners. Let me just get a a general sense of what you made of uh, the presentations that were made uh, to the ICJ um, and um, how you think, uh, you know, what what, what your impressions were from from the presentation on both sides. Well, I think South Africa has uh, presented evidence and arguments um, which will make it possible, at least for the court, um, to... uh, positively respond to the request for interim measures because the threshold for engaging the the court on that matter is is not a very high one. Uh, All that South Africa has to show is that uh, there's a a plausible cause for granting interim measures to protect the civilian population against further harm. So um, Israel has has, uh, concentrated on on a few critical matters, and I think um, several of them may require the court to to thoroughly uh, engage with those issues in order to to come to a a sound uh, and fair finding Mm. uh, on the matter. The one was the – there seems to be some – I don't know what, whether you can call it a misunderstanding, but mm. uh, a, a sort of a different interpretation concerning where there was an actual dispute between yes. South Africa and Israel. Um, uh, Israel saying that, well, not all sort of you know, possibilities have been exhausted and there was no actual bilateral engagement between the two countries to, to get to a, an understanding of, of the issue South Africa has raised. Um, so, and yes, how sorry. may how 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 big an issue could that turn out to be, Professor? Because it seems to me that if indeed if that is uh, um, you know upheld uh, by the court, it could provide a very um, easy out for the for the judges in the sense they're not even going to have to rule on the genocide if uh, uh, jurisdictional issues and as such uh, were not uh, complied with. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is crucial to the case because. Uh, whether there is a dispute or not uh, is a matter that lies at the heart of whether the court has jurisdiction. Um, it is clear that um, the dispute um, forms the basis of South Africa's application under the Genocide Convention, but it is also crucial 
for determining the court's jurisdiction. So if mm. the court finds that there was not a real dispute between it and they should exhaust further options, mm. then the matter uh, you know, falls apart at that point. Mm. But I, I think um, the sort of uh, the nature and scope of the threat uh, faced by the, um, mm. by the civilian population and what South Africa has put forward concerning the dispute between itself um, and, and Israel on the on the genocide conventions application interpretation uh, uh, could could sort of save the day, Professor. What about the issue of intent, though? As you're saying, that the test that needs to be cleared here is not a very particularly high one to get the provisional measures. Um, but the issue of intent seems to me like a um, the very challenging one. I mean, you know. Given what they would, the Israelis would have presented. Never mind what the outcome of their conduct mm. has been, but intent is a key. The, mm. Is a key factor here, is it not? Yeah, it's a key factor. It's a key element for mm. determining where there was, in fact, uh, genocidal acts committed. Mm. Uh, because uh, under the Genocide Convention, you have to you have to prove direct intent. Mm. That that was the aim in order to to wipe out the part or all of the racial, ethnic, or national group. Mm. Um, but at this point in time, whether there was that high level of intent proven uh, will be determined on the merits of the case. Mm. Mm. Again, here, when we talk about inter- application for interim measures only, um, all that the court has to decide is that it's plausible that it might have been the case. Okay. And just... uh, so, mm. yeah, sure. Yeah, I was ahead. going to say, just in conclusion, uh, Prof, because I see we're out of time, how is the, in terms of reaching a verdict, we saw the number, of, was it 15 judges there? How will the verdict be reached? What is it's the by majority. Okay. It's by majority. So mm. quite often in cases before the ICJ, mm. you have dissenting and separate opinions from judges. So mm. but eventually, uh, let me just explain that the dissenting opinion means that the judge who has brought it out uh, does not agree with the majority. Mm. A separate opinion opinion means that the judge agrees with the majority but has a different route okay. to reach that point. Mm. So it will be interesting to see whether there will be or how many dissenting and separate opinions there will be mm. uh, and what the majority is. So that is another and I think uh, interesting mm. aspect of the, of the outcome of the case. And crucially, it's not appealable. It's not appealable, yes, no. that's right. Oh. Yeah. Professor Stradum, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank, thank you. you. Professor Annie Stradum is uh, with a professor in public international law at UJ. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.